Well, hello, friends. Um, welcome to today's episode of the Lighthouse Podcast. This is officially the final episode of our seventh season. season. Wrapping Seven. it up. Wow. Wrapping it up. Um, that is really hard to believe. Um, seven seemed up like seven such seasons. a big number. Yeah, it did, right? Yes. It's pretty crazy, but man, it has been a great season. We are so grateful to you guys, our listeners. I can say listeners, plural, mm -hmm. Christy, because I know for sure. I know for sure we, we have, have two. confirmed two, two. listeners yep. in Ann and Tammy, yep. 100%. So we can actually say listeners, not just listener. Absolutely. Um, but we're so grateful for you guys, our listeners. Uh, this is why we do it. We do it for you. And uh, we're just really thankful that you guys tune in with us uh, and learn with us. We just love learning from all the folks that we get to spend time with. Um, so really appreciate you guys. Um, Christy, not only is it the last episode of season seven, it's really the last um, Tuesday before Christmas. Yes, it is. So we've only got like, you know, six days know, left to shop and do all the okay, things. Okay, let's not get the stress in it. We just, excitement, not stress. Just excitement. Just so excitement. There's, there's stress associated there with this. stress yeah. for the moms out there. Yeah. Are you still have a few things yes, to wrap up? Yes, I have young adult boys. Like yeah. it's just, yeah, it's not just Legos like it used to be. Yeah. It used to be easy. It's a little bit simpler in that day, wasn't it? It was Yeah, so we've great. got to get super creative now. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and it's exhausting and a little stressful. So yeah. I'm just focusing on the joy mm -hmm. and the excitement. Yeah, and I can not see the it in your eyes. Can you see it in my oh, face? It's the joy. So, great. <laughs> so much joy. It's so great. Yeah. So, what's the one thing, like the biggest thing you're looking most forward to Christmas Day or Christmas Eve? I mean, it's, it sounds it sounds like, oh, everyone says that. But when you don't have your kids home, you know, we are only together. It's been a year since the five of us were together. Yeah, because Thanksgiving We've, was not everybody. Not everybody. And yeah. over the summer, there was a, all the boys and not me. And so honestly, like, I just want a minute. I want yeah. a night. I want, you know, we have a, we have a limited shelf life yeah. before someone gets irritated or somebody has friends or whatever. It's just becomes kind of magical to just be all in the same house. Mm -hmm. yeah. I know that sounds like every mom says it, but it's it's really true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. Um, I'm excited for you guys yeah. to have that. Um, I know that'll be fun uh, to have the Richards Five. Yeah. Um, and if there's out. some hot chocolate and Rudolph's on in the background, bonus. But like, I'm flexible. Yeah. Maybe I'll just watch a, Die Hard. Maybe it's get fine. into some West Wing. Right? <laughs> right? A couple episodes I know, of West Wing. That was last know? Christmas. It was yeah, so great. A couple episodes of West Wing. Yeah. Uh, but for you us, our, um, our, our thing that we just love the most is Christmas Eve, uh, Chinese, mm -hmm. we'll go get some Chinese food. We learned food. that from you guys, yeah. Yeah, we'll do Chinese food and we'll do some kind of secret Santa that we do like day of, like we all, everybody has a limit, we go, we shop right then, wrap it yeah. and we give it to each other that night. So it's always kind of fun because it's more spontaneous. Yeah, and, and for you Enneagram things. 7 out there, that's how you yeah. do Christmas. A lot of fun. The rest of us have to plan these things, <laughs> but you guys, that just makes me sweat. Oh no, that. it's so much Ooh, fun. We all okay. get, we go to the mall and Christmas oh, Eve, it's like all the chaos, all the chaos. We love the chaos. I'm going to stay home yeah. and watch West Wing with my kids. There you you guys go. go to the mall. There you go. To each his own. Yeah. Okay. Right. So very special last episode of the season. Um, cutest family ever. Dan and Kate Hudson. They are parents to four gorgeous kids. I've met them. I can attest to that. Audrey, Elijah, Jack, and Greta. Um, so in 2021, their lives took an unexpected turn. Elijah began displaying just unexplained bruising all over his body, like with a like really short time span. And they just all noticed it and something didn't feel right. And on their eighth anniversary of that year in mm. August, um, he received the diagnosis of ALL, which started them on this journey that so many of us have been on. So yeah. we're going to talk today. They have some great stories about... Um, I know we talk a lot about advocating 
for your child, but they just have a unique perspective on that. And definitely highlighting that parents have a unique understanding of what their kid needs and what mm-hmm. the family needs. Um, they're going to talk about the support they received from so many. And if you're new or you're just embarking on this journey, you've been on it for a while, I think there's just some wisdom um, from their experience that we'd love yep. to share with you guys. So let's listen into Dan and Kate. I hate Dan and Kate. Welcome to the Lighthouse Podcast. We're so glad you guys said yes to join us, share a little bit about your story. Uh, why don't you start us off for everybody that's listening and give us a little bit of insight on just where things started with Elijah and where did where did concern first pop up? Thanks so much for having us. This is great to get to have a, just a space to like share our story. So thank you for allowing us this um, opportunity. Um, where do things start with Elijah? So he, he was diagnosed. Why don't you go ahead, Dan? Um, it was at this point two years and a couple months ago, um, beginning of August 2021. Um, Kate and I actually had been away for a weekend and came home and my parents had been watching him and we they had noticed and we just noticed he'd had some kind of odd bruises. We were like, oh, he's a boy. He's, you know, it's kind of typical, but they were just in some weird spots. We're like, that doesn't seem like a normal spot, but... <laughs> He was four years old at the time. So, yeah. you know, okay. rough and tumble boy. Yeah. Right. And climbing trees in my parents' house and doing all the wild things. So it didn't seem that crazy. Um, but then it all, I had taken some extra days off because our anniversary was coming up and we decided to go to the pool with our kids on a weekday. And um, we got there and first I had noticed that he had just some little tiny bruises on his belly um as i was helping him change his clothes and um which are called petechiae yeah and we had kind of been doing a little bit of thinking and researching and i have a, my a little bit of a medical background and knowing like okay that's not normal we should probably get something checked out and um so as we were kind of thinking that he was swimming with his siblings and he came out of the pool and had the little tiny bruises the petechiae around his lips and we knew for sure that something was wrong um, and decided to take him to the emergency room right then. So um, it was pretty quickly, though, that they, the doctors at the ER knew something wasn't right either. And they did some blood work and they transferred us to Dayton Children's, the main hospital. And um, we started treatment literally the next day once they officially diagnosed him with acute lymphoblastic leukemia. Um, and there's some more to it as well. B cell with the Philadelphia chromosome. Yeah. I wanted to touch on that a little bit. Cause that's, um, leukemia families like me, we know what that is, but could you touch on the Philadelphia chromosome a little bit? How did they, how'd they find that? Cause that doesn't come with the regular blood work. And then what does that mean for treatment? So they actually, it came back really quickly for us. And I don't remember, honestly, I've Blacked a lot of it out. Um, I don't remember why or how they figured it out so quickly. Um, I think they did send whatever it was, the blood work. It could take longer um, than usual, but somehow they got it in quickly wherever it needed to go. And we found out why we were there. Um, They found out right away that he had B-cell, ALL. um, But even then, in that first 10 to 14 days that we were there, they determined that he was positive for Philadelphia chromosome, which is a genetic defect of sorts. Um, which put him at a, it's a slightly higher risk um, than your standard ALL case. Um, other than that, though, he was standard across the board, um, being like younger and being healthy. 
um, other than leukemia. But um, but if you're familiar, yeah. I don't know if anyone on you know on here might be familiar with a drug called imatinib, like created about ten years ago, and it's known as like a gold golden drug. They referred to it as when we when we were first when Elijah was first diagnosed. Um, but that's what was really helpful in helping with the Philadelphia chromosome because imatinib could specifically uh, determine the proteins around the Philadelphia chromosome and only attack those cells. Yeah. So it would like it. It was this like higher risk in diagnosis, but then at the same time, they had this extra drug that was helpful, right? So very encouraging diagnosis. <laughs> So you got a diagnosis really quickly. Walk us through kind of what the next steps were for you guys. So it was kind of, I mean, we kind of laughed because you have to, right? Like you look back and we were at the pool with our kids. We showed up to ER in like our bathing suits and like swimsuit cover-ups. It was just like, you know, you go right in. But um, Dan had taken, he went home. They gave us the, you know, they take you in a room and they give you the diagnosis and you get a minute, right? To just kind of like, okay, our life is, going to be very different um and we I will never forget that moment like in our marriage I feel like it was like a huge we like prayed we asked the Lord to just like be there like we just said Lord please cut Holy Spirit come like this is you know please help us to walk out of this experience this is terrible tragic experience um stronger in our marriage stronger as a family like just please don't allow the enemy to come like we just asked that he protect us. We just asked for his protection. Um, and just get like from point, like the first point, it was just like, okay, this needs to be directed. Like he, we need him to, to guide this. Right. Like that was what gave me us peace. I think to be able to say, okay, Lord, you're here with us. Walk with us. Right. Like protect us, cover our family. Um, and so they took Dan to the, Dan went and got our bags and met me and Elijah there at the hospital. Um, and I mean, it was, so that was August 2nd. Um, and within 24 hours, I mean, we could see how sick our son really was. You didn't, you don't know until like you're then getting all those testings and you're, you know, having a minute to kind of just like, you see bruises and you don't think much of that. But then when you see more, you think more and then, but it, he started having like fevers and it was stuff just like we became very aware of just how sick he really was, um, which is hard, right? As a parent, just like really watch that suffering. Um, we could see how sick he was, but then also we, we were so hopeful because well, we're in the right place, right? Like this is where we want to be. Um, and you don't get much time when you get it. If you've ever received anyone on here listening, like when you receive a diagnosis, there's not much time to really comprehend what's happening right um so you just jump right in and um that was hard I remember that was really hard for me um because I'm not medical that was just like I would I'm my background is um pastoral ministry so I was thinking more of like a mental emotional wellness perspective like looking at the situation whereas Dan it was a gift like Dan is a physical he's a PT so he was thinking more of the medical brain like physical this is what tangibly like what this looks like yeah. Um, that's such a gift, right? Like the gift of our, of marriage that like two completely different people, right. Yes, your brains work very differently and like what a gift that we get to be his team, right? Like we get to be Elijah's team, right? Um, advocating for him. 
So um, our, uh, he was given his diagnosis August 3rd, which is actually our wedding anniversary. Oh, and God. there's so much to that. With it being our anniversary, I mean, we, so we were admitted August 2nd, 5 p.m., we roll into the hospital. And he was so sick that he needed a four and a half hour blood transfusion. And they started at midnight. So from midnight till 4.30 a.m., he was receiving a blood transfusion. And it hits you, right? Like then, okay, wow, our, our son is really sick. Yeah. Um, and I could not sleep. I was not able to rest. Like I just, I needed <laughs> to be with him. And, um, you know, Dan was like, hey, let's, you know, why don't you sleep? I'll sit with him. And so we just decided to like take turns. Like we were like, take shifts basically but the lord just so was so present with me in that um time and so around 2 33 a.m i'm like i'm just i'm praying over my son and the lord was just so kind to just give me this moment of like remembering um like all that he's brought me through and gave me just this opportunity to like put my hands under Elijah's body and just surrender him. Mm -hmm. And I almost need to like back up because what was so beautiful was that he brought me through this, like in this, like, you know, time of prayer, we actually had lost our first baby, um, baby joy, as we refer to that baby in our marriage, like six months into our marriage yeah. and losing a child um, is hard. It's just, you grieve, you, you, it's, you can't ever, um, just really prepare yourself for that, let alone into a new marriage and trying to figure out how you grieve yeah. differently. And, but it was so, it was such a weird, like the, I just believe the Lord is so intentional to pull good from all of our sufferings. Um, I believe he's kind and he's merciful and, we endured that that period, but the Lord blessed me with this like deep understanding in my motherhood. Mm. With each child that we had, I would pray over the baby and just say like, Lord, this is your child. Like as as long as you give this baby to me, like I I want to care for this baby and I want to, you know, treat this child as a gift for as long as I'm gifted this child. And it just, it just like put this perspective on my motherhood that I would not have had otherwise. Right. And not that it was like the Lord allowed, like willed that. I don't believe that he's that way, but I believe he brought good from a difficult part of our life. And so that's just my lens with which I look at my motherhood and how beautiful the Lord was so kind to like, as I'm laying there with my son, you know, asking me to put my hands underneath his body and just like surrender him again. Like, he's like, you've already done this while he was, you know, within you. Like you've already told me he's mine. And I, it was just this opportunity to be able to say like, I trust you. Like, I trust you with his life. I know that you love him so much more than I do. And it was a surrender that was only like, only by grace that I was able to like have that moment with him. And like, it brought so much peace to know, like, I don't have to try to control this, right? I don't have, this isn't in my control. This isn't in my, 
um, it just, I don't know. It released this. Yeah. It, it gave me this surrender of like, I know you love him more than I do, Lord. And I trust you with him. Yeah. That, I mean, that's huge because um, it's so hard to, to be in that situation and not, and not, not try to control everything. Right. But you can't, it's out of, it's out of your control. And I think everybody even listening that's been through this understands after going through like, yeah, you want to try to control it. You're used to trying to, you want to take over and, and do what you can for your, for your kids. But you realize that I'm, I'm not in control. Um, what beautiful yeah. timing too, because you're in the very few first few hours, basically of a very long journey yeah. and to have that moment that soon when, you know, you haven't really even, you haven't even read anything about, like you haven't had a chance to like even yeah. figure out what's going to happen next Tuesday, much less, but to have it that early is just beautiful timing. It was such a gift. And again, so this is like our wedding anniversary, <laughs> which again is just the, so then he says, you know, the Holy spirit, however you, I, I don't know. I ne- I always feel strange sometimes saying this because it wasn't like, oh, okay, but it was just this knowing um, him speaking, the Lord speaking to me and just said, you know, you, this day is a beautiful day. And so many people are going to tell you like, I'm so sorry. What tragedy, like to now taint this beautiful day that you, you have. And he said, but don't like what the enemy doesn't know is that I am all over this day. And he brought me this image that our, one of our photographers had taken at our wedding. And it was, as we began our wedding, we had our hat, had about our heads and the pastor said, Hey, um, let's, before we begin, let's just acknowledge the Lord's presence here. Right. And so the photographer captured us all bowing our heads and just acknowledging God, God there with us. And the Lord gave me that image. He's like, we're in our house. Now we do. That image is like in multiple rooms of our house now. Yeah. But it was this image of like, do you see this image? Do you remember this moment? I said, yes. And he said, I was there and I knew that this day was going to come and I went before you and like what the enemy doesn't know is that he can't touch you this day of all days. He can't touch you. And it was this, like, it just, again, like you said, Christy, it brought so much peace. Like what, again, all by the grace of God, all a gift that that was how we began this journey. But he has brought me back to that moment throughout the hardest points of this journey to be like, remember this, remember what I promised, remember what I said, like, I'm with you. I love it. It sounds like your faith really um, got you guys through not just the first couple days, right? But just it's, I would imagine, got you through the next several years of treatment that you guys were and And not that you ever questioned things where, you know, that's part of the process, but that's your faith is what got you guys through it, which is, um, that's an amazing, it's amazing story. Um, when you guys were in this journey, um, you guys had some help, some support. You had people around you talk a little bit before we get into friends and family, talk a little bit about how, um, some folks at the hospital really supported you guys, child life specialists. Like how, what did, what did that look like for you guys? Yeah. Um, I'd say we felt the most support probably yeah, from all of them, obviously, like the doctors and nurses, uh, but our child life specialist, the, the, I don't know, she's the best ever. So um, she was 
one person that Elijah really uh, connected with and she talked to him. I mean, he was four at the time, but she could tell right away that he was pretty mature for his age and understood that what we were talking about. And um, so she would explain things to him and then, but also then make it fun. Um, later on, as we were kind of just in, in the hospital and trying to pass time and um, I mean, she taught him how to uh, take pills, which was a game changer for medicine later on, mm-hmm. instead of having to swallow gross, disgusting flavored medicine, um, being able to swallow pills and that really just boosted his confidence in everything when it came to treatment. Um, but yeah, it is, the, but the nurses were fantastic as well. And, um, physicians all brought, they had a group of them. Um, they all brought different perspectives and just different personalities to his care too. So we are big fans of child life around yes, here. They are absolutely. and the nurses. I mean, they're just, they're real angels. Like they just, yeah, yeah. they are just the biggest blessings. I'd never heard of child life until I met ours and I didn't even know. I'm like, I don't even know what this is. And I still remember her name and everything she helped us with. They're amazing. Shout out to Miss Rita. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about child life specialists? We love you. Well, and Rita really, I mean, and she spoke to us too. Like she knew what our needs were. Yeah. yeah. Child life specialist, but she was a parent. Parent, parent life specialist too. That's important. That's so, that's so important. That's so important. What about your, your community? Like who did you lean on and, with your your community your family like how did you get through those years um i think it's interesting i mean kate's mom was huge my mom i say all the time she saved us like i she i was so grateful because she she knows how i want you know our our youngest was only our kids were six four three and one when Elijah was diagnosed Mm -hmm. and to have to be gone so frequently was very hard for our 18 month old, especially at the time. And um, my mom, yeah, to know like my mom was doing what I would want, <laughs> what I would yeah. do, right? Like that was such a gift. And just things with her, again, with her job, like had, it was just, the timing was, the Lord set up the timing for her too. It was just crazy. And so she was, she, she came in, would take the kids, the other three, that we could both be present at the hospital when Dan didn't have to be at work. You know, other parts of tr- the first few um, months, he was always able to be there with me. But as you know, treatment goes on, he had to return to work. And um, my mom, yeah, was just a gift to us when we had week-long stays at the hospital. Um, so mm-hmm. my mom, our parents. Yeah, our parents as a whole um, were super supportive and, and helpful. And yeah, and then they don't, my parents live about an hour away. Kate's parents live two and a half hours away. So our community of friends here um, stepped up as much as they could too, just mm-hmm. providing meals, um, providing friends for our other kids to play with. Um, Gift cards for DoorDash, yeah. like to be able to have anything other than hospital food. Yes, yeah. right. Amen. That's great. You guys have been in this journey a while. If you were meeting, and you probably do meet often, parents that are just starting out and they've just heard and they're just in their first few days or first few weeks, what kind of things do you tell them that you've learned? Just like you don't want to overwhelm them. Like yeah, you don't, wanna... you don't want to overwhelm them. You don't want to sugarcoat it. Right. Or you don't want to say like everything's going to be fine either. Right. Uh, because I hated hearing that. 
<laughs> knowing that we don't know, you know. Yeah. Um, but I think we would, we always, at this point, we kind of am, like to share wisdom of just like, you're your child's best advocate. Yes. Yeah. Like you, as much as the doctors and nurses love your child and care for them, they don't, will never know them as well as you do. And what their and what their yeah and what their needs are um, at that time, and they're going to tell you what they think they need right at that time from a treatment perspective. Um, But sometimes it's okay to to wait a little bit um, or say like, no, right now this is what I think he or she needs. Um, So I think Kate was much better at that. I was kind of like, all right, let's we need to do this, this, and this, and this. Follow the protocol and all that, but. I think collectively as parents, like, you know, your child better than anybody else. And um, just don't be afraid to speak up for them um, and what their needs are. Yeah. And trusting that they're, your child has been entrusted to you. Like, like you are the perfect person <laughs> for your child um, to advocate for your child. And we, one thing that was like crucial for us at the beginning, we, you know, you're hit so hard with everything right away and you need to know all the tests and you don't have a minute to, to just read, like you said, Christy, like read any information of what these words mean. Or um, that was my personal experience. I didn't know what I was, I didn't even know what they were talking about. And so I think for us, it was really crucial. I So like he was diagnosed August 3rd, August 4th. I just said, we need a day of rest. We need a day of rest. And that sounds crazy, but I just said, unless it is absolutely necessary right now, I need everyone who does not need to be here to not come in the room. Like our room, everyone was constantly knocking on the room. You didn't get a minute to just like take a deep breath. And I felt like that was a space I really wanted to protect. Like this is our home for the next, who knows how many days, right? When you first received that diagnosis, this is our home. So if you could be intentional to knock, if you could be intentional to just not come in unless you absolutely need to be in here. And I, I begged our doctors to honor that and they did. And I was being given, you know, so much information that I couldn't, I couldn't even process what they were saying. I would just cry. I was just, I was constantly just crying. And it wasn't until we asked for that day of rest and we did, we just, we, we prayed over our son. We played worship music in the room. We just like, played games uno was like our friends gave us dropped off their own personal thing of uno to our to the hospital and it was just like this beautiful game that we got to just kind of escape it all and so we played uno that day and you know that evening we we had then okay the next steps like let's talk about next steps and I didn't cry and my doctor even commented on it she said Kate I didn't even think you'd be able to handle this information like what we now need to do going forward. And I said, I asked for rest and you honored that. And now I'm ready to fight for my son. Like, that's great. Kate, that's kind of brilliant. Yeah. (laughs) You cannot work without rest. You have to rest. Yeah. We can't, we can't go, go, go. We have to be able to collect ourselves and say, I need this. I need to rest before I can fight. Gosh, now I'm thinking back. Why didn't I just tell everybody to stay out of the room? Like, why didn't I didn't even know that was an option? Like if that was because you're right, there's people and some of them are just like, do you want to do a craft? Do you want to do a thing? We And it's so overwhelming. Um, Wow. Wow. Yeah. 
Brilliant, Kate. That's wonderful. I, I like, I'm not medical. That was my pastoral ministry. Yeah. You know, that was my, like, I need to protect our mental, emotional health yeah. right now. I'm going to, um, I'm going to ask you something we didn't really, we didn't really prep you for. Oh boy, here he goes. Um, this is that off book thing I was talking about. <laughs> off book, you know. But you guys, um, so you know, a lot of your story here that you've been sharing with us has been about your faith and and how your faith was so strong, especially those even those first few days, and how that got you through, and just uh, surrendering um, everything to uh, to the Lord. And um, you know, what would you say to the mom or the dad that's listening right now? And they're just like, Hey, that's awesome. But I, I don't have that. I don't have that right now. And I don't get what you're talking about because I don't have it. And I'd love to have that, but I don't, I don't have it. And I'm actually mad, um, at God, I'm not surrendering anything. Um, I'm really questioning and I'm frustrated what would you say to to that parent that's that's sitting in that seat? Because I know they're out there. He, my answer to that is, I did that too. First of all, like I'm sharing all this, and that doesn't mean I didn't have those moments. Mm-hmm. And also, he wants it. Give it to him. Like he wants our he wants our heart. He wants it just as is. He wants it. And that for me was like when I was mad, when I was angry, when I was bitter, when I was sad. I would, I held nothing back and he used that. Don't hold it back. He wants your heart. That's great. I feel like that's the drop the mic moment yeah. right there. Um, you guys, thank you so much for um, sharing your story, being open, being transparent, um, and just inviting all of us in. Uh, for a little bit just to hear. Uh, really appreciate you guys. Really grateful um, for y'all. Um, and we just appreciate y'all joining the podcast. Hey, thanks. You're <laughs> welcome. All right, Christy, that's a wrap on season seven and a great wrap um, at that. What a great family to spend some time with. Really thankful for them sharing some of their story. Um, wow. So we're taking a break. We are. For the holidays and for the cold winter month of January. But we will be back for season eight. Season eight. First episode of season eight. February 6th. February, Tuesday, February 6th. You guys keep an eye out for it. If you're subscribed on whatever platform it is that you listen to, you'll get notification. Otherwise, you guys just better put it on your calendar that the next episode comes out February 6th, 2024. Y'all have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. New Year.